What's up? What's up? Oh, Little team, we're back. We like it. Are, are we on like uh, three different continents here? <laughs> yeah, I think we are actually. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah probably. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Cool as hell. So, what's going on, team? Everything good? Everything's good. I was uh, I was at my first competition for my new swim team this weekend. Go on. We got a, we got a good good start. There was only two events: the hundred IM short course, and then the fifty butterfly long course. And we got more than fifty percent of our swimmers got medals. So uh, that's pretty good stats, isn't it? Um, I, I like that stat. More than fifty percent got medals. I like that. Two events. Two events. Ooh. Who created a swim meet with two events? I've never heard of it. Well, it's, it's, it's over like three weekends. It's like, I don't know, age group stuff apparently just goes on forever. So, you know, we've got more events next weekend. Then we get a weekend off. And then we get more events. But there are two sprint events to start, which, I mean, it was brilliant. I was in and out in an hour and a half. And my kids got medals. I think I've got, I think all but two two swims were PBs as well. That's another stat I like. I love PBs. PBs are great, right? Got to go PBs. Nice. Hey, I was That's thinking like actually, I was just watching. Yeah. I was watching your most recent, uh, you know, vlog. And well, okay, so you became the head coach of this new swim team, but like pretty much everyone in England probably knows who you are. So like these kids probably are watching you, and then all of a sudden they're someone's like, "Hey, you know, the swimsuit guy is going to be our new head coach." Like, did they? They obviously knew who you were. Like, how did that go down? Yeah, it's 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 always been like that. I went for an interview. Um, a few months ago for another job and oh, like the kids were like is chad leclo here and i'm like no <laughs> no chad, chad is not here so it's it's kind of like yeah i my, my reputation exceeds me a little bit and uh yeah the kids are super excited and I, I don't know i think it just helps the buying process when i coach new kids a lot easier because it's like oh this guy's coached really good swimmers and energy standard and stuff so you know we'll trust what he says so i don't have to like sell myself that i'm a good coach they sort of just trust it off the bat, which I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing. It has positives, but I, I also think I should earn the respect of any swimmer I work with. So, um, yeah. So when you when you when you went into this, I'm so curious, dude. So when you went into like your interviews and stuff, where you're like, "Look, I'm going to have a camera all the time. I'm going to be filming all the time. That's part of the deal. That's what I do." Uh, to be fair, I I knew this club a little bit from from before, so it was a. I mean, it was a bit of a more relaxed process as I, as I went about getting the job. But half the reason I was happy taking on this role was because they're happy with me doing the vlogs and, and putting the club out there. And I think they're forward thinking as a club enough to understand that it's only good exposure. Like me putting a vlog out of me coaching them or, you know, it's just like I, I posted how they've done at the county championships this weekend. And my, my, my reel got 20 something thousand views. It's like, how is that not the best recruitment for kids to want to come join this club from all over the UK? So I think they get that that's where the future of swimming lies. And it's the same as college swimming. You know, you've got to be on social media to recruit now. And uh, I think it's the same in any any aspect of the sport. So, yeah, they see it as a positive and I'm glad, glad about that. It's interesting you say that because a few years ago, NC State was blowing everybody out of the water in terms of recruiting on the Internet, like on social media. That's when Braden, Todd, yep. and Bobby were all together, and they were all doing their own thing on online. Now they kind of broke up or whatever, but guess who? Like the number one person is right. Is like it's like Coach Herbie, right? Now mm -hmm. Coach Herbie puts out little 
videos and he's getting he's probably the coach that's getting the most views more than anybody else yep. just so happens arizona state's doing the best they've ever done just so happens arizona state's recruiting the best recruits in the world you know their best recruiting classes so yeah it's um i was just thinking about that last week too but i digress um all right so we were in knoxville i wasn't in knoxville but swimming was in knoxville all the swimming superstars of, of america and a lot of canadians were there um, obviously it's January, but, um, there were some good swims. Oh, just lost Megan. She's, she's having uh, some internet troubles, but, um, uh, <clears throat> Brett, what, uh, what shocked you? What surprised you? What, what were you, what were you oh. sniffing at? <laughs> Are you going to swing at Brett straight away? The guy that didn't, uh, actually watch the swimming, just read the, <laughs> read the results. Um, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I think that um, I think the fact that long course is tough is, is tougher than people think it is, right? Like I think I think that's what long course always reminds us is that it's not short course, right? And I see all these short course swimmers who've had success going into a long course uh, meet straight away, and it just slapping them in the face. And I think we kind of got a little bit of that this weekend where. Uh, you know, it's it's a long course meet right in the middle of the heart of the short course season in America, which is tough for them. And and the ones that have been doing long course work, I think, had some success. And the ones that uh, are focused on short course, it's it's a different animal, you know. So Megan's back. So um, Megan, you know the difference between short course and long course as a swimmer yourself. So was it difficult? I mean, what were the difficulties? Like when you're when you have to like switch uh, courses immediately, what's the difficulties? I think it's like a, a mental challenge sometimes for me because I was a backstroker. So obviously, short course is super important that that underwater. It's like you know, it's like a fifth stroke, um, and if you're not good at that underwater, it, it shows in short course more obviously more than long course. And so for me, it was like a bit of a mental game swapping from short to long. Um, I knew I had good underwater. It was it was getting better over the years. Probably the last year of my um, career was the best. Um, but for me, it was just getting over that hurdle of, okay, you're a very good long course swimmer and you're not quite as good at short course. So taking the confidence from the long course into the short course um, and just having that kind of attack, um, just attacking that short course, I think you can't do it as much in long course. So um, and, and I think for me, it was more the mental challenge. And I think for short course training, it was more I, I just didn't enjoy it as much. I don't enjoy turning too often, a um, bit more harder on the legs. And um, underwater was good towards the end of my career for myself. So if you're good at underwater, you'll have that confidence. You'll have that um, kind of attack mode into a short course. So um, that's good. Then you've got to change to long course, which I think you've got to switch mentally as well. Um, yeah. probably work on your technique a little bit more. Um, ob obviously, there's more free swim time. So um, you've got to be fitter for one. Um, you can't rely on the turns as much as short course. So I think the number one thing for me was um, just being mentally prepared and mentally confident from short to long. Yeah. You said something there that really interests me and, and really connected with me because it was something that I had to personally overcome myself, which I think everybody does, which you just illustrated. You said you, somebody or you said to yourself, you're not quite as good short course, right? Like you had that mental picture about yourself already. 
And that's what I had. I, yeah. I, I was I was really good short course. I'd, I'd won the NCAA title, you know, short course yards. And then I was coming over to long course. And I kept telling myself before the swims, all right, you're not as good long course, but you got to go out there and perform. Like you, you're really fast short course. So I was telling myself really negative things. And it wasn't until I made that mental switch of like, stop telling yourself you're not good at this before you do it. You know, and then what I what I ended up doing was just embracing the fact of like, I can be good at this. I will be good at this. And eventually I am good at this. You know, like when you make that mental switch in your head of telling yourself those things, I think that goes such a long way. And it's just really difficult in season to go back and forward between that mentality of like, okay, you're 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 on fire right now, short course. And then a Jordan Crooks has to switch over to long course and say to himself, no, you're a beast long course as well. You know, so it's like it's just it's a really difficult mental switch, you know. Yeah, and I think having that confidence um, and the more obviously in in the American system as well is you race yards, you know, a, a lot of the time and not too much short course meters, but yards, you know, and most of them are pretty good at, at their skills are amazing, right? So yeah. um, Australians, we're a little bit we're a little bit different because we don't have short course yards and we don't actually swim short course meters that much either. So having that confidence and building that confidence into a short course meet. It's it's lots of lots of you know mental training like you said, um, but then switching back to long course, you kind of have to be a bit of a versatile athlete that you got to be good at both, right? Um, that's yeah. pretty much. Yeah. I think that's a secret. Be good at both, have confidence, and, and like yourself, talk. You got to talk your way into it in, in yeah. a good way, not in a negative way. Yeah, yeah, Sonny, you were keeping track of results. What popped out for you, man? Um. I, I was just going to moan about US Swimming's live streams. Well, not their live streams. They, po they post the individual videos up afterwards, but the title spoils the race. So I would go back. They were like midnight for me in the UK. So the morning I'd wake up and watch the races back, and then it would just spoil the race for me every time. <laughs> but um, that was a bit annoying. But uh, look, the, the, the real standout was, um, I'd say the men's backstroke for me was, Really good from Justin Ress in the 50. He went 24-4, beating the world record holder, Hunter Armstrong, who was like 24-7-0. But then Hunter then does the 100 and goes, I think, 50. Megan is not 52-6. There yeah, we go. 52-6. Um, like, he turns just behind Murph and then just – his rate, I reckon, was about 80 on the last 25. <laughs> like, I've never seen a 100-back turnover like it. And he just, like – whizzes away from Murph and that they train together so you'd think they're doing a similar thing in training so you know Hunter's speed's not there but he's already going 52-6 exciting I think that was a really interesting race that one um I don't I haven't really seen Hunter race too much except for obviously the 50 backstroke world record holder but uh um obviously I'm a Ryan Murphy fan so I was watching Ryan but uh, Hunter came back he went out in a 25.9 and came back in a 26.7 so obviously just worked that second 50 but that third fit like the third 25 like you're saying Sonny his rate I reckon just took off in that third 25 he came up with Murphy and then just took off on that second 50 and 52.6 you know in January is pretty solid um, especially if he's got more speed to go out in. He obviously is working the second 50, which is, I think, super exciting. He's, what, like six foot nine or something? I think someone said he is. He's Seriously. just a bit of a beast. Yeah. He's not six, six foot nine. Six, that record's six foot nine. I was like, surely not. I was like, you should be playing basketball. <laughs> which makes that rate. 
which makes him, you know, Even Christmas yeah. rate so crazy. Yeah. 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 Someone who's five six was like, he's six foot nine. He's a giant. Surely, surely someone tell me I'm wrong, but six foot nine is he's he's in the wrong sport, I think. But he's um that was probably an impressive swim for me. Um 52 six from Hunter. So Ryan Murphy swam solid, he went out fast and just probably stung a little bit, but um he's had a, a pretty good couple of months too. Yeah. What did, what did yeah. you think of the woman's side, Megan? Uh, you know, the woman's backstroke oh, was the... decent and, and the woman's freestyle I thought was decent as well. Um, yeah, really decent. I think a bit of a favourite was that 400 IM. I think I, I just love a battle. And I was just watching the video back just before and um, the the Grimes and uh, Ledecky battle. Although I was super impressed with Ledecky's breaststroke. She went from the backstroke, she... Might need, you know, she probably needs to train with Ryan Murphy or Hunter Armstrong a little bit. But um, 400 IM was pretty cool to see her do that. And you know what? She's exceptional athlete. She went from five seconds behind Grimes and then two seconds after the breaststroke. So, and then I think she split like 50, 59, eight in the last hundred um, of a 400 IM. So that's, you know, that's that's pretty world class. And she just got out touch. So um, that was a nice little battle um, between those two and. Her 1500 meter freestyle, I think, was pretty impressive for Katie Ledecky. At this time of the season, she went 15, I think she went 1537. Um, she's got the top 15 all time. There's no one faster than her. And so 1537 in season is uh, pretty impressive. She had a big program, 2 4, 400 IM, 1500 freestyle. Just, she just, is she ever going to slow down? Like, is she ever, is she ever going to slow down? So, um, and you these know, are just, just training meets, you know, like hundred percent for her. <clears throat> I mean, she, what she, the, the most impressive event was the tuna freestyle in my opinion. Like, I think she was only like two tenths away or three tenths off of what she went in Tokyo, you know? So, um, going one fifty five. you know, like people talk about like her, like, Oh, maybe she just needs to stick to the four, the eight and the 1500. But no, like if you go under one fifty five, <laughs> you're in the top eight period. Um, yeah. I saw people 154. Now you're looking at winning, you know. So, um, yeah. Wow. I mean, it's it's the toughest event, right? Especially with you guys, you Australians, y'all are killing that event right now. <laughs> well, that's what I was gonna say. I was gonna say like, there's a lot of like, oh, Katie Ledecky's amazing. She's the greatest freestyle of all time when she's swimming at the Tier Pro Series against nobody. Put her up against Ariane Titmus, okay? Let's get this race head to head. Let's get Summer McIntosh. And let's just have it out once and for all, even though we've already what had a battle, Olympics, right? Where Ariana already beat her and broke her world record. So it's like, can we just calm down with, with the Katie Ledecky stuff when she's racing against nobody? Okay, please. I think uh, I, I'd love to see Katie Ledecky focus on the 200 freestyle. From a 400, obviously a distance from her coming down the 200, she doesn't have that speed you know, of a, of a hundred meters sp a swimmer going up to the 200, but you know, she can go 155 at a, yeah, a, a pro series. And she went four double O, which is uh, pr still pretty, very quick. Um, yeah. I'd like to see that battle, even with um, Ariane over the 200. I know Ariane split 53 in the hundred freestyle last year. So she's got speed over the hundred. So that 200 and 400, like you said, that's, that's still battle. Ariane, Titmus, Summer, McIntosh. Woo. It would be spicy. It would be good. Thank you. Thank you for the agreement. There. Look at that. Hey? I mean, to, to me, it, to me, it's like one thing to talk about, like, you know, like, is she 
no one's swimming these distance events. She's so far in front of these people. You could just focus on the 200 and the 800 and the 1500. You'll still probably win at the Olympics without very much, you know, you're not going to lose any aerobic capacity if you're focusing on the 200. Right. Um, but it, in, in her case, I think the biggest question is she hasn't gone a best time in years. I'm, I'm talking not like a couple years, like years, like seven years. Right. Like, can she get back to best times in the 200, in the 400, in the 800? It has been since 2016. You know, we see this throughout history, right? We just had Mary T on a few months ago. Eight years. She went eight years chasing a best time. Um, so, you know, like, that's the biggest thing to me. Like, are we going to, is she going to defy all odds and actually go a best time for the first time in seven years this year? Or in 2024, so we'll see. But she's she's clearly trying and putting in the work. That's for sure. You know, no one's no one went back to work faster than her. She made the move to Florida, started training again immediately. Um, and it hadn't been all not best times like in some of her other events, but those three main events, it's been since the Olympics in 2016. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that'll be good. Be good to see what happens this year. A lot of stuff. Um, did Simone Manuel come back? She did. She swung, yeah. She swung. How was it? I think she was like 54-6 in the 100, maybe 24-8 in the 50. It was like, uh, it was fine, I guess. Um, it was probably not too out of ordinary for her in January. Um, someone in the comments earlier said, women don't need taper. I feel like that's a poor and very broad <laughs> statement. Um, yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> like I, I don't know what, but yeah, females is some fast in season all the time they don't need taper well i'm sure people like simone i, I don't know about you megan but i'm sure there's quite a few women out there who would very much disagree with that statement you didn't need any taper uh, megan? i think I, I think we're human as well and i don't think uh, just because we're female doesn't mean we don't need a taper <laughs> uh, we're athletes and we do exactly the same thing um uh taper i think every athlete obviously enjoys taper needs taper uh very individual. Someone like Katie Ledecky might not need as much taper as someone like Simone Manuel. You know, completely different aerobic systems. They're using completely different athletes. So um, one might need a little bit longer, but I assure you, we all definitely female. Yep. I'm a, I'm put my hand up, big, big fan of taper. <laughs> I think if you change the word female to young, it might be a little bit more. Uh, understandable, right? Like when, we, when we're going into this swim meet in Knoxville, the thought that I had was, you know, well, of course the best of the best will probably swim fine in season. We won't see any best times. We won't see anything crazy, no records. But what we will see is we'll see these young people come up and these young people will destroy an event. They're the ones that are going best times in the middle of the season. For example, this guy that we've been talking about a lot over the last year is this young kid from the Jersey Wahoos, Henry McFadden who just won the 200 freestyle, who came from behind in the last 50 to destroy Karen Smith, to destroy Drew Kibler. Th these are like the Americans' best 200 freestylers, right? And this young kid is coming from behind and just walloping them on the last 50. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, he went a best time by almost a full second, went 147.2 in the 200 freestyle. He's a senior this year. He's going to Stanford. Um, those are the kind of swims that I expected, you know, that, that type of swim. So there were some really good young people, you know, popping off best times and, and, and those people should, you know, it's, it's 
not the female. It's the young ones. Yeah, good point. Very good point. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good swim. Really good swim. I saw that. Did the uh, six foot nine get answered? Is Hunter yeah. Armstrong six foot nine? Carter in the comments <laughs> said he's like six seven. Six, seven. I mean, <laughs> that's still ridiculously huge. I, I just yeah, never saw it. Like I've seen him obviously race on on the streams and stuff. I've never seen him in person. I just didn't presume he was that big. Uh, Wikipedia says six eight. So I mean, he's big. I was yeah, just, yeah, he is. I was watching his underwater and his like arm span. His arms are just super long, and he's just yeah. grabs that water ridiculously. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. I think he's a he's a physical specimen for sure. And now he's in a place where he's got good people around him. He's obviously got confidence from, you know, a couple of representations on U.S. teams now. So it's like he's coming into his own. And, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how much Ryan and him actually train side by side at all. I'll, I'll have to dig on that one a little bit. But um, Oh, yeah, I heard, I heard they're, they're training partners now, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, Hunter followed his coach out there. Yeah, but I mean, like, is it is it every workout or is it, you know, three workouts a week? What is it exactly? So I'll, we'll have to get to the bottom of how much they're actually doing together, you know? Yeah. Hunter, um, Hunter doesn't swim at 200 back, does he? No, not really. No, so, I mean, Ryan's obviously going to be good to see. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, if he just rates like that for four lengths, he'd probably go, like, 149 or something, you know? He should probably give it a crack, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah that turn out. 25, he just took off after that turn. I was like, this guy is killing it. Yeah, he was going just, pretty quick. It's the same as his 50 back well record, though. It's just like like his underwaters are average at best. And then he just comes yeah. up, just spins. Like he looks like that drill where you sit up like you're in a chair and just let rip. But like that's what he looks like. It's like he looks f- fairly flat for a back. There's no like, rotation. Oh, no, there's zero he's just rotation. Like flat and just right. And I'm just like, Bleh. Fastest backstroker ever. Not bad. <laughs> yeah. Who else was here? Uh, the Tunisian kid. He he won his events. Yeah, I, I thought he was. I mean, it's we haven't seen him because he's been ineligible at Indiana, so he hadn't been swimming yards. Yeah, his four hundred was decent, three forty-seven. Um, but like the, the longer stuff. I mean, him and Bobby Fink swam next to each other for fourteen hundred and fifty meters, and then. Bobby think beat him on the last fifty, um, but they went like fifteen oh something. So it's it's slow. But I think it, that it, was the best time for uh, Am- Ahmad half now though. He's been, uh, but he's better he, than he that. Broken, he hadn't broken fifteen yet. So I guess that's pretty good. You know, yeah, 47, 47 in season two, three forty-seven. Yeah, the, the four hundred's really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's a good swim. The four hundred is really good. Kicked the crap out of everyone. I mean, no one was near him. No, he won by like four seconds. But um, and then uh, uh, Abby Weitzel's back. Well, I mean, yeah. she's she's been around, but she like really, you know, she she popped some good times. She won the fifty fly, uh, won the fifty free. Uh, yeah. she, she went fifty three six in the hundred. Yeah, and then she did the, the final. Yeah, yeah she did she not swim the final and then drop dropped the final. I think all yeah. of Cal basically just didn't swim at the, that this the last session. Of the mm-hmm. final session, I think they all had. I think they all just went home. <laughs> Hang on, the cat, it was a all the Cal Pro team that were there. So, so she's training with what Dave Durden now? I don't know. That's a good question. Text Dave Durden or text Abby. Yeah, I'll have to. Text Wait, we need. To, yeah, we haven't caught up with her in a little while since uh, you were in Alaska hanging out with her sister. 
Yeah. Last time I texted her, I wished her uh, congrats on the engagement. I think she got engaged. Oh, good for her. Yeah. That's so, pretty cool, little cutie. So let me wake her up now. Say, did you? Are you trying to <laughs> she had a pretty, yeah, that 100 is pretty solid. She had 53 in, in a prelim. Yeah. Pretty good for 100 free after a 53 win. Yeah. So Alex just said about Chase Kalish. He was he was really good. He won the two fly. He was just his last fifty was awesome. He was like third, had a massive last fifty. I think he went like one fifty six. He went two double in the two back. Um, yeah, he was he was swimming the other stuff and he was swimming really fast at the other stuff, like uh, not IM events. Yeah, um, I think he said in a post. He said in a post race interview that he's doing more than he's ever done, yeah. ever in his career, which is. Kind of hard to believe, you know, um, uh, considering he came from NBAC, which, you know, was they did a lot and, and then went to Georgia where they probably did a lot. And now he's back with Bob again, um, doing more than he ever has. And, you know, that it just brings me back to when we were hanging out with Eddie Reese in Texas. And Eddie told us straight up, like, he's always concerned about people that are coming in as freshmen that have done a lot of work, like a ridiculous amount of work to get where they are already, because how do you, how do you get faster? Right? Like you, do you have to, you have to do more work? Like how do you do more work when you've put in a, a mountain of work already? It's really, really difficult to keep going. Um, but that's, you know, it's, it's the year before this is the year you're supposed to do the most. That's pretty yeah. much in every swimming book I've ever read. Nate, that's also an old school mentality where you think the only way to be successful is to do more work. I mean, that's not the only way to be more successful. Mm. Come on. I mean, that Eddie is a very successful coach, but, uh, you know, not every single athlete that swims for Eddie Reese is an Olympic champion. You know, it's like uh, we all have our successes and failures, right? True, but we're also talking about the 400 IM and the 1500 freestyle. We're not talking about the 50 freestyle, you know? Oh, for sure, for sure, for sure. And, um, you know. I just I've thought it was interesting. He's, you know, he's, he, he is he's doing more than he ever has. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, he's got more. He's got competition now, too. And he's got he's got someone that uh, younger than him that everybody's telling him the Olympic champion is better than him. That must be an ego thing, too, where it's like, hey, hang on a second. I'm the Olympic champion. I just I just took over the mantle. I'm not prepared just to hand it over to this young kid straight away. You know, so, like, I got to go and earn my earn it again you know that's so. the other interesting thing too right is i think he had I, I thought at one point he was like i'm done with the 400 i am yeah you know? and was. then last year he swam it anyways swam really well and, and got on the podium again so um it doesn't doesn't seem like the 400 i am's you know off of his thing that's his still going to be one of his main events so it's exciting i'm, I'm glad for him because he is one of those guys who clearly puts a lot on himself like in a, an insane amount of pressure. I think I've said this before, but if you w watch him in, in post-race interviews a lot, man, he just can, he can just be so down on himself. Uh, even when he, even after he wins, you know, and the, the, some of the, these last times have been the, the times I think that he's been the happiest, you know, like I think he's definitely, you know, stepped back a little bit and, and reflected on his, on what he's done in his career, you know, and, and, and maybe taking a little bit more pressure off of himself rather than keep stacking it, stacking it and stacking it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Megan, you swam. Yeah, I don't know. Keep why well, I keep saying Megan. All right, I apologize. It's an American thing. It's it's, it's, it's an American like, thing for sure. Brand in my head now. <laughs> Megan, you um, you swam for bowling, and I was going to put a clip out today actually, where you talk about this set of twelve one hundreds that you do, and it was your favorite set, and it always gave you confidence. And I think that's probably the thing we're talking about here with Chase is like he yeah. does sets with Bob with Bob that just give him confidence, Nate. Right, and and I think that's. That's the key, right? Is like if you trust in your coach and they they're feeding you the things that you like to eat, and those things give you confidence, then then you you feel incredible, and that's when that's when you're almost indestructible behind the blocks is when you have that type of confidence, right, Megan? Yeah, I think confidence has a big thing, and I it's it's kind of mental, uh, a bit of a mental game because you could be still swimming you know in in season or out of season whatever if you're doing if you're putting in more work that's good but if it's not the same quality work as like last year then you can like for me i was always a bit down on myself if i wasn't hitting certain times um like i was last year or when i swam my best time i would kind of right. compare it but i think it's also like for me i wanted to get faster at the 100 backstroke so i was like okay i don't necessarily need to do more work I need to do more work maybe on my strength or something out of the pool. Um, mm. So for me to get confidence, it wasn't about doing more kilometers. Um, it was about, okay, picking on like my weaknesses. So nice. I need to get stronger. So for me, it was the gym. It was um, my starts underwater. So those things I had to get more confidence from. Um, but I think the 400 IM and the 1500 for chases, you have to do the work. You're going to get found out if you don't do the work you know, that last 100 meters or that last 350 and a 1500, you're going to get found out if you're not doing any work. And I think sometimes athletes get caught up in um, making sure that everything is the same as when they swam well. So, you know, if I swam well last year, okay, I've got to hit certain amount of kilometers per week because that's when I swam my best. Um, but I think May, maybe picking on like your, your, your weakness or, or your strength and it might not be in the pool. It might not be doing 10 sessions, might not be doing um, crazy gym sessions. It might be speed work or it might be aerobic work. You don't, you know, trying to, trying to figure out where those weaknesses are. Um, but I am, you know, a big believer of having a good base, um, a, a good base. And that gives me the confidence when I line up behind the blocks but I've got a good base. I've, I've done the work and I've done absolutely everything I can. So, um, yeah, confidence is a big thing. And, and Bowley was really, really good at, um, you know, telling you when you're not swimming very well. He was a very honest and raw coach. And then uh, telling you, you know, when you do need that confidence, a bit of a boost to go, hey, you've done the work. You've done this. You put in, you know, you put all, uh, he used to say, <laughs> you put all your little pennies in the bank and it, it's not, you know, now time to kind of withdraw that. So, um, confidence is a big thing, but hard work, you can't, you can't hide anywhere in that 400 IM 1500. So I hope, and anyway, I like Chase. He's a good, good guy. So I hope he, hope he swims well. Yeah. Uh, I got to run here guys. I'm going to leave you in a minute, but just quickly, Megan, we, we released a podcast with you last week. Uh, did you get some good feedback on it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I did pretty much. Uh, I think Bowley was a little bit disappointed, uh, because I didn't name his swimmer to win the hundred freestyle. So, he uh, gave me a little message and said, hey, I listened to it and you didn't give uh, Emma a bit of a shout out. So uh, I said, hey, I'm not going to be biased. I'm going to be honest. Yes. <laughs> so we had a, yeah, we had a little chat about that. But no, I, I appreciate it. Uh, I appreciate having a chat. And it was, um, yeah, there was some really, 
really nice feedback and a, a couple of people reached out um just you know about personal things and and how to overcome those things so um cool. yeah appreciate the time yeah awesome all right i'll leave you guys to chat i'll talk to you later see you guys all right, hockey see you cool. Brett. ciao should we uh let's 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 do some questions we've got some questions coming up but uh Question for everyone. Should Caleb stay in Florida or go to a more sprint-oriented program like Virginia and reduce his volume, avoid burnout, future, bloody, bloody, blah. Um, I did actually hear from someone the other day that he's potentially talking about, you know, Troy's new pro group and getting back in touch with Troy and, and swimming again with Troy. He's not someone nasty since World Champs last year. So um, what do you guys think? I mean, to... He's a Florida boy. He got, owns a farm in Florida. He ain't leaving yeah. Florida. You know, like <laughs> if it, if if the question should be, should Michael Andrew go and swim with a, a team instead of just his dad for his entire life? Like, that's the question to me that I brought up to you, like not too long ago, that interests me more. Like, mm. and I and, and I know, like, obviously, like he could do it anything he wants. But man, like it is that is he in the weight room? Like, is he do like, it just seems like it would be interesting to see if he like was just doing what like a, a cow would be doing or with a whole entire team in a weight room, going through every single little thing, you know, like th that would be, that's what that would be super interesting to me. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think Dressel's going anywhere and I don't think he should, you know? He's a Florida yeah, kid. I think Florida. He's obviously, you know, he obviously loves Florida. Um, and I, I don't personally know him, but I, you know, see how much he does love, you know, Florida. And I think the the most important part about, you know, swimming is making sure you're happy out of the water, right? Um, you've got to be happy outside the water to be able to swim pretty happy in the water and to produce those good times. So um, if he's happy there, you know, he's going to swim well. So if he if you move him and he's not that happy, then is he going to swim well? So, um, I, I, I can't see him leaving. And you know what, I, if it's not, I do think coaching changes are good. Like, Oh yeah. We, we, especially if you've coached any amount of time, like you're, you do get stuck in your own ruts, right? Like you're, you'd like to do things that you like to do. And I, I really think you need to be doing lots of different things typically. Um, which is why it's, uh, you know, like when, when the time comes, like people, finally get up and say, okay, I, I got to get out of here and I got to go learn from somebody else and, and pick up some new skills and do some new training. You know, it's, it's like if you went to the gym and you did the same workout every single time, you're not, it's, how, it's so hard to get better when you're not doing new and different things. Um, you know, it's just like someone like Hunter Armstrong is like a, I know we followed his coach, but now he's like at a different, he's in a different state. He's swimming outside. He's with a different group of guys. He's with the best backstroker of our generation. I mean, that that's only going to make him better. Like uh, I can only imagine that it's only going to make him better. You know, someone yeah, like paying that. off already. Yeah, yeah. And so. I and I think with Caleb, that's a really good question because it is. It's you know, do you take a risk and, and you know go to a different program and a and a whole new you know kind of simulate your brain differently and there's different people around you. But I mean, the only person is who's going to know that is uh, Caleb himself. So <laughs> uh, I guess you wait and see. But um, I'm, I, I think, yeah, coaching changes are sometimes pretty good, um, but it's always 
hit and miss. I tried a couple of different coaches, uh, trained with uh, Rowan Taylor, who's our Australian head coach mm-hmm, at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I trained with Michael Bowles. So I tried both of those programs um, and one obviously didn't suit me. Uh, Rowan's uh, was down in Melbourne and I'm a hot summer kind of girl, outside girl. So Melbourne didn't suit me. It was indoor, it was freezing. Um, and the program just didn't really suit me at all. So I like to try out different, I, I tried out a couple of different programs and found found Bowley and obviously swam, you know, um, way better pretty well and yeah was, Good. let's try to be nice <laughs> yeah no it's it's you know is is definitely is what it is um yeah definitely anybody think, else go ahead go ahead sonny i was just gonna say like from a pure training point of view not location or anything you know caleb could do less meters but that's you know everyone assuming that he's taken a step away from swimming purely because he's fed up of doing however many kilometers he swims a week and pushing himself as hard as he's pushing himself. But that could be, and it's, it's all just hearsay. We don't know why he's taking yeah. a step away. And and if he wants to just be a 50 freestyle, I'm sure he knows that that's an option for him and he don't have to do the big meters. But if he has bigger goals than that, then he knows he's got to do more or wants to do more or just likes doing more. So I don't think it's as simple as just, yeah, do less and be a 53 guy for a bit. Like, you know, it's, it's more what, you know, he's basically thinking about and considering. Um, we've got a, got a good one for you, Megan. Uh, speak to the woman's 200 back. Do you think Regan Smith can regain her 203 form? And would she be favoured over Kaylee in Paris? Kaylee's definitely capable of 203, but or is Kaylee capable of going 203? There you go. <laughs> well, I'm a big fan of Kaylee. Obviously, I'm Aussie. But I think Regan Smith can definitely... I. I, I have I actually gobsmacked over the last year or so why and, and I was surprised how Regan Smith didn't make that 200 backstroke for Worlds uh, for um, Tokyo yes. as well. But I think because she went 203, um, you know, all there was no pressure before that. So as in, you know, she didn't have that world record pressure or um, anything like that. So when she went 203, it obviously she's got a lot of uh, stuff to carry on her shoulders from then forward, but I think she's probably in a good spot now. Um, training with Bob Bowman, right? Yep. Yep. So I think she's pretty. You know, she's obviously cha- had a coach change and had an environmental um, change, and I think I think she can kind of get that confidence back. And two hundred backstroke, she's got speed um, in the hundred backstroke, obviously. And I think just getting that confidence back over the 200 um and she's probably doing the work with bob but definitely for the 200 back um in that program they they do quite a bit of work and it would be a great i'd love to see that great battle i'd love to see regan smith at her best kayla McEwen at her best um and both of them trying to hit 203 that'd be pretty cool um they both have a pretty similar time in the 100 backstroke um kelly might be a little bit quicker obviously um but i think can kelly go 203 she should based off her hundred. She should, you know, there's, there's no doubt. Um, she's had a couple of shoulder link, shoulder injuries. She changed coaches, obviously to Bowley. Um, I I'm going to back her and say she can she can uh, definitely go two or three on the right day. Um, and she, I hear Bowley said like she's a pretty good trainer um, when she when she wants to be when she you know her shoulders are are pretty good. But she. Um, I was having a chat to Bolly the other day about training training records and stuff, and he just said, "Yeah, she's a bit of an animal. She just gets in there and she loves it. Like, tries to you know race the boys and 
Um, so yeah, she's pretty pretty competitive, obviously. But I like Regan Smith, and I, I really want to see her back in that 200 backstroke. So I really hope that she can. I don't know if it's confidence. I don't know whether it's uh, you know a, ment- kinda, a mental game. She kind of said in her like a an interview when she left Stanford that like she was. She came from like a, a a little bit of a background where they they did a bunch of aerobic work, you know, like they were yeah. slinging five hundred freestyles around in practice. And she said yeah. like she loved she loves that stuff. She missed that stuff. Um, you know, as as much as people want to say like we've gone short and stuff, man, I'm telling you, man, like the what I hear is people are still cranking out work. Like this girl wants to go to Bob Bowman to do work, to do more yeah. work. That's what she was basically saying, right? Um, so. Yeah, to me, Regan Smith, um, she just – and you would know this better, but when I watched her last time, you know, throughout the whole entire meet, she had, like, three different backstroke strokes, and she just, like, couldn't nail it down, like, perfectly. She One of her prelim swims or semi-swims was, like, incredible, and that's the stroke. That's the technique. That's the, that's the rhythm. That's what it is. She hit it perfectly, but – being able to hit that rhythm every single time and being super consistent. That's where she's, it's just been like, it's been it. I think that's where she's been missing out. Like when you watch the, her different races, she's got different cadences and you just know when, when it's clicking, it's clicking. And, and yeah. I, I just think she needs to find it and, and, and grab a hold of it and be a little bit more consistent with wh- whatever stroke she's trying to, to do, whether it's the hundred or the 200, but man, when she does, it is a beautiful thing. I yeah. And that's why. I think that's why I got so excited when she first, you know, when I kind of first heard of her when she first came on the scene and then she went 203 and I was like, wow. I wow. was like, this girl is going to be, you know, 203, 200 backstroke. I, I was super impressed and I was like, no one's going to beat that. And yeah. I was like, I don't think even Kaylee could beat that. Um, and backstroke, like you said, is in a 200 backstroke, you've got to get that rhythm, that rotation, work on your core and you know when you're on, you're on. Um, so I really hope that she uh, – Obviously, she's doing some pretty good work with Bob, and um, I, I really hope that she can get back down to that. You know, under two hundred five is still extraordinary. So, she's not in school or anything. She doesn't have to worry about all that. She just focused on being a professional swimmer for the next couple of years and and ride it out to Paris. So, um, yeah, I'm obviously exciting. a bit biased though, so I'm going for Kaylee next year. Yeah, well, the, the backstroke <laughs> events are. They've been really good for like a, a, a several years now. Like Kylie Moss, she's unbelievable. Yeah. She, she's always there. She just always seems yeah. to be on a podium, snatching up silvers in any of the distances. You know, that's just yet another one. Um, on the women's that's, side, backstroke has been super competitive. And I think with the women in that hundred backstroke, most of them you'll see the most of them double up. You know, um, you should be able to double up. Um, so yeah. Kelly McEwen, like 100 and 200 backstroke. Um, so there's no reason why, you know, Regan Smith can't hit the 100 like she's been hitting and, and being able to hit the 200. There's absolutely no reason why why not, especially if she's doing some good work. Um, and, yeah, Kylie Mass, is, she's got an extraordinary, great underwater, start underwater. Um, we saw that at Short Course Worlds as well. So, um, yeah, she's threw her in the mix as well. And, and backstroke is um, a bit of a battle over the 100 and the 200, which is good. I think Interesting like, too. Oh, go ahead, Sonny. I was going to say, even when Regan did swim that 203, she still went 57.5 leading off the relay. So she just didn't have the individual at that point. 
but she still doubled up in the respect that she went world records. <laughs> the fastest boat. time, yeah. Right, yeah. So uh, she's. it's not like, oh, she has to give a bit of speed away to be fit enough to do a throw, throw three. I, I mean, if anything, just get faster and you'll get better at the 200. But, but she clearly can double up. And, you know, someone just yeah. mentioned here about do these swimmers do too many events? But, uh, uh, you know, Kaylee can do the 4am and the 2am at a world-class level as well. You know, Kaylee just medaled at World Short Course in the 2am you know, an incredible time. Uh, so I, I don't think so. Like, I think if you're doing, you know, even if you do 200 back work, someone like Regan can probably throw down a 200 bu bu butterfly. Like she can swim butterfly well, you, you know, you're fit enough that you can do backstroke. And if anything, for the last couple of years, it's just relieved her the pressure that she's still making teams on two fly and winning medals on two fly and right. other events. And just, it's, it's almost like a safety net that, everything isn't just cashed in on the 200 back. And when swimmers do cash in on one event, especially when it's as deep a field as the, the USA and, and backstroke, it gets really, really like stressful when it comes to trials um, just to make the team. I mean, she's swimming with Bob Bowman. She's going to be doing some IM work. I mean, she's American. Yeah. She grew up um, swimming IM work. That's like the foundation of America, period. Um, and it's just good for aerobic anything. You know, I mean, she's 200 flyer, 200 backstroker, 100 back. I mean, she, she could be, a, and she is an excellent 200 IMer. you know, <laughs> like she's really yeah. good. So and I think uh, that's like a bit of a hard thing, right? When you're an IMer, because, well, you, you're going to be good at kind of more than, you know, like you're very, obviously very good at all four strokes. And maybe one is maybe a little bit less, but you know, Kayla McEwen, she can do 200, 400 IM, 100, 200 backstroke. She's even all right at freestyle. Um, and, you know, you looked at Lochte when I was swimming. He was swimming the two back, the two IM, 400 IM. Um, so, you know, he was swimming 200 back and 200 IM. And, and at the Olympics, it was yeah. usually on the same nine. You know, that double was so hard. Yeah. yeah, that, so that hard. double up. Like, that's, <laughs> that's insane. So, yeah. and what do you do? Like, when do you pick the 200 back? Do you pick the 200 IM? Um, you know, that's, that's it's a, I don't think there's too many events. I think you just got to be smart about things. Um, and I and I really want to see Regan Smith back in that 200 back. I, she's a she's a special swimmer in that 200 back, and yeah, I, I really hope she gets back there. I, I wanted to just go back to something you said about talking to Bowley about training records, but <laughs> what questions were being asked and what times were being said? Because I, I want to know what times Kaylee's going in training, and obviously how they compared <laughs> to you back in the day, because that's got to be the questions oh. that are being asked, right? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I had a chat to him the other day and he gave me some uh, funny, we were just throwing chat around because uh, I didn't say Emma was going to win the trial in the 100 freestyle and he got a little bit offended. <laughs> and I said, hey, uh, you know, and then I, I, asked, I asked him, you know, how the squad was going and um, and then I asked him about my uh, favourite 200 backstroke set and um, we were chatting about that. And yeah, then he ch started chatting about Kaylee's. Um, training and I kind of just asked him you know like what 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 was she like what is she like as an athlete and um, he didn't really he wasn't too um, specific on like training times okay. maybe I'll ask him I'll ask him compared to me I'm sure she I mean she's a way faster 16, than me. best average on 130 oh, yeah what, what, she yeah. Like? <laughs> I, what would you have held 30 points I, you say? yeah about 30.3s at like between there there might be a couple of 29s if i'm really you know if i'm really good she'd be i mean she's got a lot more speed than me so she should be holding um you know 29 mids or so hmm. i i i think 
you know, she's got speed, but they do a lot of suited work um, now. Mm -hmm. So that when I was swimming with Bowley, we hardly ever did that much suited work. And that was an interesting thing. I found, um, I think it was on Twitter the other day, how much people are putting in suits in their weekly um, or monthly program. Um, I found that quite interesting, how, much, how many times they suit up uh, in practice. We we, ne we hardly ever did, um, and I know Bowley does it um, quite a bit. So um, it's I, I guess it's race practice. That I don't know if they've found something you know more scientific that or confidence or or you know just I don't know. But it's that was quite interesting. So I'll ask him about uh, her times. I'm sure he doesn't want to give her away all the secrets. So <laughs> Sonny's uh, Sonny's blue in the face talking about uh, wearing tech suits at practice. <laughs> I. I I, I just think like the biggest probably thing back in like like the end of the the noughties, like when when you were swimming is well is because the suits took so long to put on so like if I've got a few yeah. guys and I can they can put a jammer on in the time it would take to go to toilet between warm up and main set so like they'll do warm up and I'll be like All right, go put a suit on they're back in the point five minutes whereas in in oh nine it'd be like okay we're giving you a half an hour break to go to go suit <laughs> up and but also then wearing a bodysuit for you know, it's not just like stand-ups where you might do like a few 100s off the block in a suit. It's like, we'd do that. Like, do, I don't know, maybe Bowley does 1650s or the 1550s with the suits on. And, and that's the sort of thing I'd like, I would do last year is have them suit up for sets where they wear a jammer for 45 minutes an hour. And I, I mean, I was a kid when I had the bodysuit, but I would have hated to have worn one of them things for any longer than the, the one minute of racing. I remember like getting people to zip unzip the back so I could breathe again. Like, so I, I don't know. I think we're at a point where we can wear them suits for a little longer and, you know, it actually deal with being in them, in, in them for a whole set and, and the time it takes as well. Do you think like wearing the suits in, you know, in practice and getting that kind of race, you know, race practice, is it, is it for confidence? Is it, you know, to swim faster in practice or like, what is the main, like, what's your main kind of philosophy on, you know, wearing a suit in practice? I, I, I'm I'm pretty simple and, and and just go towards the confidence thing. And I think that's the whole point of, like, what we talked about last week about wearing briefs in, in meets and versus not. But I think there's, like, one side of coaching where people are very protective and it's always an excuse, like, hey, we don't expect you to swim fast. It's January. And, hey, it doesn't matter if you do – 31s for these 1550s because we've had a hard week and it's it's, it's all protection and then I think the other yeah. sort of side of things and, and the camp I lean towards when I coach is like let's not make excuses and let's be fast and let's be confident and if you can put a suit on and you can go imagine all your instead of being 30.3 you average 29.8 all of a sudden it's like I've just done 1550 sub 30 and then the whole mindset of that set and then the whole confidence of that set has moved on and then when you get to a race it's like I can hold sub 30s. I'm gonna, of course, I'm gonna come back in my hundred back sub 30 or what, whatever you know you're hoping to do. And I just think that shift in in mindset is is huge. And look, you can get more science sciencey and be like, oh, it changes your body position and it makes it more relatable to swimming. I remember one of the first interactions I had with Brett, like it was me swimming on my Instagram and I was moaning about my breathing and I I never wore a hat to train and Brett was like. Put a freaking hat on! Like, why would you not train with a hat? But it's the it's 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 the it's the same thing. Like, you train in a cap. So when you're going fast, why not be confident and fast and wear the thing you're going to race in? Um, yeah. So yeah, it's kind of the the, the, it's two the same things. same reason why you know drag suits are gone. 
basically. If you, if you see someone in America with a drag suit, they're like they're like an old head like me. Yeah. Like they're they're rolling up the masters practice. They're not, you know, just it's a thing of the past now. I think for the most part, um, except for like obviously oh, sure. doing resistance training, right? Yeah. <laughs> but um, hey, what do you think? Uh, do you think Kyle Chalmers could um, go thirty nine in the hundred yard freestyle? <laughs> To be, to be fair, I'm, I'm contradictory with my. This my is my meme. Did you see my meme? I, I, I did. I did. Um, <laughs> this is you, dude. <laughs> I, 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 I made the tweet to poke fun at this, this 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 Twitter account because all people do is they 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 hypothesize and, and we do it. We've done it today with like two o threes and whatever. But the the only thing that actually matters is what people swim swim and have swum and what stands. You know, like. You know, if we talk about a perfect day when, you know, the, the wind blows right and the sun shines, yeah, like I'm sure Caleb Dressel could go a little faster than all of his PBs. And so could, you know, a lot of people. But all we have is 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 people that have trophies and medals and titles and people that have world records. And, you know, this guy just wanted to keep arguing that Ch Cole Charms was nothing on Caleb Dressel. And it's like, come on, there's 0.1 splitting them on 100 freestyle long course on PB. And it's happened like multiple times, and Cole Chalmers holds the world record. And I don't know, this guy was like, short arguing course. About, yeah, short like, course. Holds the short course world record. And he was like, oh, yeah. but Dressel's not done it many times. I'm like, Jesus, you race it four times a weekend. I hell for God's sake. Like, there's a mixed relay, a men's relay. They, 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 you do it all the time. And like, I've yeah, I, it's just stupidity. It's just stupidity. <laughs> That's that look again, you know, like. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> i would uh, like to see that battle though when they're like uh, you know both at their prime time and and that one meet you know not one person doing this at another meet dressel and Chalmers at at one meet in the short course just to settle it i think that's the only only way you're really going to know right it'd yeah. be pretty yeah. pretty cool to watch i think yeah, they're two completely different athletes so like you know obviously dressel has the best underwater at start and Chalmers. I think he's definitely getting better at that. I wouldn't say he's got the best underwater and start, uh, but his free swim time is um, absolutely incredible. So his two different are athletes, ridiculous, though. They're de I mean, oh, they're, they've improved a lot, but his kick is insane too. The, the his reason kick that is Carl ridiculous. Is so good at the hundred free, especially short course, but obviously in in both pools is and and what he has that Dressel doesn't have is that he can swim fifty freestyle PBs breathing. So. He's like a 20.6 yeah. short course meters with breathing every two. Whereas Caleb is half a second on PB, but that's no breath. So when you actually put it into perspective, what maybe Caleb could only go 20.8 breathing twos. I think the best I've seen him do breathing twos is in like the skins at ISL. I think he's like 21.0, which is absurd because he does it like, I think he was like 21.0, 21.2, 21.2, like off of five minutes. But so I, I think Cole Chalmers actually has more speed at a 53 short course than Dressel, breathing twos. And that's why he's more oxygen. good. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's what that's where Dressel can't come up short, is that Dressel is quicker at 53 style, but he doesn't breathe. So it's it's irrelevant to 100 freestyle. It's like Ben Proud's really good at 53 style, but, you know, as soon as he breathes, it's like you, you just see him slow down. Hey, one, one more question here before we wrap up. Uh, is, is Emily Seabon back training yet? <laughs> That's a great question. Um, 
I think that's a bit of a mystery. Uh, she is training. She's not actually, I don't think she's training with anyone. So she's not in a squad. I know she's not with Bowley. So she used to be with Bowley. Yeah. Um, she's not in the squad anymore. I, she hasn't announced she's retired. So she's yeah, still no. doing a couple of K here and there, whether it's uh, to do with like swim Australia contracts. Um, you know, if it, there's different contracts that you have to, you know, make sure you're swimming to get paid. Um, whether that's got anything to do with it, I'm not too sure, but I know she's not with a, a squad at the moment. So, but she's in the water, um, which is pretty cool. Yes. She is riding a motorbike around India with her new boyfriend. Uh, so, you know, good, good luck to her. And, uh, it's, you know, she's, she's Thanks, Paul boy. motorbikes, <laughs> motorbikes and, uh, swimming probably don't really go either. <laughs> so yeah, well, I don't know. Everyone at the University of Florida learned that the hard way. Lochte fell off his. Caleb Dressel fell off of his. Uh, uh, you know, <laughs> motorbikes, are, you know. Maybe yeah, get rid they, of those. You know? Yeah, they don't go. But, yeah, she's in the water. So I, I don't know if that means she's coming back or she's just fulfilling a contract with Swimming Australia. I, I don't know. Gotcha. Maybe, maybe ask her. Chat to her on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, anything else? Um, I think there was a couple of things I wanted to say. Uh, well, today's Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Uh, there's an excellent article that's in our newsletter, all kind of about the history and how Martin Luther was a big swimmer. He went, used to go to the YMCA with his family, all about the, the riots and stuff in Florida in the, in the 1960s. Uh, so check that out. Bruce, Bruce Wigo, the president of the international swimming hall of fame wrote that article. Um, uh, what else? Um, I just subscribed to the newsletter actually today. So good, good, good. Another person here, big fan. Swimspam.com. Go check it out. Uh, there's also um, there's a like a 15 minute documentary that Simone Manuel just put out a couple days ago. That's very interesting. That you might want to take a look at. Uh, that's also in the in that newsletter. Um, kind of talks all about everything, like the overtraining, and then and then like what you know, uh, all the pressure she put on herself and that sort of thing. Uh, tomorrow we have. Kirsty Coventry. We're just hot on backstroke recently. Um, but uh the you know the the greatest African Olympian ever is is on the podcast. Um uh sports. I can't minister. wait for that one. There you go. Where is it? There, there's your Zen flag. Yeah, I can't wait to listen to that one. She was a big competitor of mine, and I always always was chasing her. I think I only managed to beat her once in uh, her whole career. So can't wait for that one, man. It's another, um, it's just an, it, when, when you listen to some of the stuff, you just, you, we, we keep talking about pressure. Like Simone in this little 15 minute documentary talks all about the pressure and how much pressure she has. And it's the, it's the same thing for, for all, for so many of these elite athletes. Uh, and, and Kirstie Coventry is no different. I mean, she talks all about how she left the 2008 Olympics and she was like, she was going to retire because she did yeah. so bad with one gold and four and three silvers that three she was going to hang it up because, <laughs> you know, that's how much that's, that's where she is on that level. And, um, I, you know, like we see themes, obviously, like I pay attention to the podcast. I've listened to everyone like three times. Um, and, and clearly like, that's been a theme when we, when we, uh, interview so many people like yourselves that are uh, elite, elite athletes and, 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 you know, just being a perfectionist essentially. Um, 
So uh, yeah, she's coming out tomorrow, and then um, I guess that's uh, that's kind of it, Sonny. Yeah, uh, I, I'm check out my website www.theswimsuitguy.co.uk. That's it. That's it. Have you guys um, just a quick one? Have you seen there's a new Netflix series for uh, the Breakpoint for tenants? I just started it this morning, and I thought again. Yeah. Like, same so thing this... like you're talking about, like expectation and the behind the scenes of, you know, elite athletes. And I find it really interesting to watch it off different sports. And I was like, that would be pretty cool if they did one on swimming, right? Um, yeah, they, obviously, they, probably, you know. They kind of did it different. right with with uh, Head Above Water with you guys. You know, hockey was in that for like a short little stint there. But that's what <laughs> we need, you know, like and, and F- Formula One kind of showed yeah. the way, like how big Formula One got. Because of Netflix, you know, because of a Netflix series, ne- now we're watching it happen in tennis. Like, yeah, if it if there isn't a crew at Arizona State right now following Simone Manuel, following all these other pro athletes that are trying to make it to the Olympics, they're, they're, we're we're dropping the ball, you know. Yeah. And I don't know who needs to be the ones that are setting that thing up, but this is how you really get into the, the, the minds and hearts of of people as you you. You you gotta get you gotta get personal. You gotta get behind the scenes and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, I'm I'm one episode in. It's uh, I'm hooked. You know, I, I love yeah. it. I just love it all. I watch it any of it. So yeah, I w- started watching it this morning, and I, I'm on episode three, and I I was pretty hooked. And I watched the F1 as well. And I just think it's a really cool insight into um, what goes, how much work goes into elite athletes and performance, and everything that you don't see on the outside. Like you see swimmers, obviously for you know short short amount of time. So what goes into, you know, all the behind the scenes ones. So, but I'm going to watch that Simone Manuel one. That sounds, you know, it sounds pretty interesting. Yeah. Just check out the, uh, everything's on the, um, the old newsletter there. So, um, yeah. All right. Well, good, good to t- speak with you, Megan. Yeah. Uh, thanks Sonny, guys. Thanks for having me. As always. Uh, we'll see you next week. Cheers, guys. All right, see you next thanks week. guys. Legends.